0: to pay them
1: Jeff it's all about the game and how you play it this is Tom Healy and as always I am joined by my co-host Jeffrey Ryan Jeff we're covering Triple H and Hulk Hogan but first of all how the hell are you feeling buddy
0: what you gonna do brother when you got a not great match so we're gonna get through this one it'll be good I'm doing all right man you, know, like, you,
1: you kind of sounded like Hulk Hogan with an Italian accent
0: I yeah well that's it was a poor macho man too I thought as I got to the end there so uh, that's okay though but uh, it's still excited as you can tell, like, uh, you know, to kind to talk about this one, like, as we like to say, uh, sometimes it's a great match, you know, five-star classic other times it's a not so great match, but uh, we're going to kind of walk that line here a little bit today, but uh, I'm excited though. Um, you know, you can always find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, it's uh, Facebook at payoff pod. And you know, the deal, we don't always have to say it, but listen, you know, um, you know, wherever you listen to, give us those five stars on the Apple podcast and spread the word about the show. So, um, Yeah, Tom, what else do you got right now?
1: I got nothing, man. I'm I'm, uh, looking forward to covering this one. Um, You know, I have not watched the match. You haven't watched the match either. We watched some of the build and vignettes and stuff leading up to it. Um, You know, I'm I'm really curious how the match played out. Uh, it, It was an interesting circumstance, right? Because it's like we never knew if we'd see Hogan back. Then we see him back. And I know you'll get into all that with the build. But... Uh, This is just one of those interesting of everything surrounding the match, more so than maybe even the match itself. But uh, I'm looking forward to this episode, looking forward. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So um, I I guess, why do you want to cover this one?
0: Yeah, this is one I think it's just – it's not – known or remembered for being a great match. Um I, I think it, as we will talk about uh, you know how uh Hogan came back for this one or not came back, but his the persona that he had come back for this one was uh, uh a big deal about this. And then um uh, when you think about it, it's really odd. I mean this was almost you know 18 years ago triple H. Uh, and so it's crazy. Yeah, and so I think that's part more than anything why I'm excited about this one is I mean this was you know when he was you know he'd gone through so many other characters and kind of where he was at right now and you know this kind of match and we we've talked about him and you know the click and all kinds of different you know being involved in certain things and Degeneration X but, you know, this one I'm excited to kind of jump into you know just there's just like you said there's just a lot of weird pieces to this one but I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I and and you know. I just, I remember obviously being excited about Hogan being back and the red and yellow. So when, you know, I brought this up as a match I wanted to cover, it was just, it was more of a, was this, better than I remember it was it not as good as I remember it like where was it because you know I remember being happy about it but I don't remember a lot about the match and the build and everything else so and and I'm sure many of you don't either I, I also think you know Jeff I was thinking about this the other day it's interesting how when things happen at Wrestlemania I feel like I remember them really really well and oftentimes when they don't We don't remember them as well. So sometimes there's things that didn't happen at WrestleMania that were better than we remember them. Sometimes it's worse. And so just kind of interesting. So I'm looking forward to, again, evaluating this one and how does it hold up? And gosh, man, doesn't it make you feel old? This was 18 years ago. It's crazy. So let's get right into the build.
0: Oh, it's time for the build.
1: So here we are. We're at the Kemper Arena, Kansas City. It's Backlash 2002, April 21st, 2002. This is the pay-per-view following WrestleMania. We've got 12,000 in attendance, and we're here to cover the main event of Triple H, the champion, against Hulk Hogan, the challenger for the undisputed WWF championship. But let's look at what happened here on this card um, just one month after WrestleMania. Uh, We start off with Tajiri defeating Billy Kidman. Um, That's for your new cruiserweight championship, nine minutes. So they're trying to, in some ways, replicate what they did with the uh, WCW cruiserweights and start off with a bang Um, fan of each of those guys. Then we have Scott Hall defeating Bradshaw. Scott Hall's with X-Pac. Bradshaw's with Farouk. Man, ugh, five what minutes.
0: A what a team. Yeah, yeah. just
1: just, just odd, right? I mean, just they're they're trying to do this whole NWO thing. They bring in X-Pac, so now it's you know Nash Hall, X-Pac. Nash is you know nowhere to be found in terms of working much at this time. He's wrestling some matches. It's yeah, just It didn't work Um, jazz defeating Trish Stratus by submission. That's to retain the women's championship four minute match, man. So we've got a, a nine minute match, a five minute match, and a four minute match to start. Then you're going to get a five minute match. And gosh, I'm surprised it went this long with Brock Lesnar making his pay-per-view debut, defeating Jeff Hardy. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Just rough, yeah. Yeah, and 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 ironically, uh, you know, according to Wikipedia, they called it a, defeating him with the TKO. So I guess we didn't have a name for the F5 yet, or at least didn't have the correct one. Uh, then we get Kurt Angle defeating Edge, thirteen minute match, and then Eddie Guerrero defeating the Intercontinental Champion Rob Van Dam, eleven minute match. Uh, then we had the Undertaker defeating Steve Austin. Gosh, man, Austin. Ugh. And I brought this up a little bit, dude. You know, what's interesting about Steve Austin, and don't get me wrong, guy made a ton of money, drew major box offices, sold a ton of merch. But, dude, his last year I mean, it wasn't good, okay? Mm -hmm. So, he didn't really do much in 2002, and then, of course he's out of there in 2003. This is also, you know, a few months before uh, he would take his ball and go home. So, you know, gosh, you're, I mean, the, the, you know, Austin, again, he, you know, he has that great match with Hart at 13, 14. He wins the championship 15. He uh, regains a championship 16. He's out of that four way 17. He turns heel on the rock. 18 at Scott Hall, and then 19, he retires. And he really wasn't around in 2002. So, you know, again, Austin did some amazing stuff, but his run was not as long as you remember. I mean, think about it. Steve Austin's entire run on top during this era is going to end up being half as long as Brock Lesnar's current run on top. Now, I know not full-time. I'm not saying he drew as much money, but just in terms of longevity, it's just hard to imagine. Um, then we get kind of that buffer match before the other big main event, uh, Billy and Chuck, who are your champions along with Rico, um, defeating Al Snow and Maven. What a tag team that was in five minutes and 58 seconds. And then the reason we're here, Hulk Hogan, it's triple H undisputed championship. And again, remember that's undisputed where we had the two championships and now we're combining them. So Interesting time in the business, Jeff. Um, how, how did we get to this storyline? Because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, Hogan comes back. Then he loses to The Rock. Without wrestling again, he's now getting a title shot. And I know it's wrestling. I know we have to suspend belief. But what's the point of titles? What's the point of wins and losses if they really don't matter and it's obvious And then his opponent, The Rock, is nowhere to be found on this show. So uh, explain to us how we get there from a storyline standpoint.
0: Yeah, there's not a ton of build on this one. and Like you said, it's just odd how this kind of played out. Yeah, Vince just announced it on a SmackDown. Yeah, and that's all it was, is Vince just announced it, and then... You know what had happened though and why this I guess was a bigger deal and like you said I, it asked the bigger question of kind of what we remember as being better than it actually was and just you know the, the payoff on some of these things that yeah Mr. McMahon just made Hogan the number one contender um, and the big piece of this was that Hogan came out in his red and yellow it was the first time since he came back to uh, WWF in quite a few years and so um, him then coming back and doing that of course everybody you know, that's, it's just, you know, the iconic people know how he is. Um, you know, I, I did watch this clip. I kind of went back and the the pop, I will say that was the, the pop for when he came back. It's just like, you know, most returning wrestlers that, you know, we, we see in the, you know, all the time at rumbles or just really any occasion that raw after mania, whatever it might be like the pop is just gigantic. And so, and this was, this was a huge pop for him when he came back. And so, um, you know, and in, Having this match with Triple H, you know, that Hogan wasn't going to back down from this. A lot of different players in this. And I almost feel like, you know, at post mania, that this pay-per-view is really like it's, it was really just like a stepping stone on the road to the next pay-per-view. Um, because we, when we talk about the aftermath, like some of the players that were involved in this all the feuds really kept going. And so um, you had Jericho and Kurt angle involved in this a little bit. You had the undertaker being involved at certain points too, which we'll, you know, we'll talk about with the match and things like that. And so uh, you had, of course, like, as we see, it's like the standard, like the two triple H and Hogan had to tag team and take on people. And um, you know, there was shenanigans there. It's just, you know, with, you know, Hogan, eventually he hit triple H with a steel chair and just, you know, and then triple H hit Hogan with the chair after the tag match, it's just, I say it's any more like as much as we analyze these matches of everybody, like it's, it's like kind of that standard Stelly storytelling point that they go to all the time of like, you got to have your two opponents tag team once or twice, uh, like in a lead up or the of course, pillars to their big match in order to like demonstrate, you know, that they can't get along. It's like that, that piece of storytelling I feel like is just so basic, but that's where we got. And so, um, like I said, it was a a fairly short build too. Um, it really started on April 4th was when, you know, Hogan was announced and then April 21st was when the match took place. And so it was a very quick build and that's why I call it really like a stepping stone to what came next because these guys, they really didn't feud with each other much. Well, we'll talk about it after the fact, but yeah, there were, you know, quick build, just a couple of weeks. We get to this point. Um, you know, the only kind of, you know, weird stipulation was a triple H loss. He'd be go, he'd have to switch brands. This was, you know, the SmackDown fist and things like that. So, um, just, odd, not a ton, you know, just some couple matches, you know, a couple promos and we get a match.
1: Well, you know, something interesting that I was thinking about as you were talking is keep in mind, you know, I think sometimes we forget this is not the network era. And so what I mean by that is, look, WrestleMania 18, it's successful. We pack a big building. uh, Taker Flair was pretty awesome. Hogan Rock was awesome, blah, 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 right? Well, guess what? Now we got to sell the next pay-per-view, Okay. Now we need, you know, for 250,000, whatever it is, people to buy that next pay-per-view. So we have to give them a main event. We have to give them something they haven't seen before. We got to, you know, essentially every 30 days, hot shot something else. Okay. So, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, would they have done this and this, you know, who knows if they would have done it now, but at the time they, you know, a lot of times they had to Figure out something, right? And so in this case, look, the plan wasn't for Hogan to win the title 30 days after WrestleMania or whatever, but they were like, well, hell, can we pop a rating? Can we get, you know, a little extra eyeballs on TV? Can we get maybe, you know, an extra 50,000 people buying the pay-per-view times three, $30? Great. You know, um, at this point we're a publicly traded company. So these, these month to month numbers matter quite a bit. So it's just
0: interesting. Um, and the network wasn't, yeah. a think, till 2014. So this was long before, but sure. you're right. You got to, you got to sell tickets, not only to the arena, but on pay-per-view,
1: yeah, and so they, you know, again, they did some of this hot-shotting. I think even more than they do now, because you know, month to month matters less now than it did then. Um, man, you know, going back and watching some of this stuff, like Triple H is a good guy. No, thank you. Now, when he came back from his, um, and they, they were calling it, a, I think a hamstring injury. I thought he tore his quad, but regardless. Um, When he comes back from his injury, he is over like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I understood he wins the Rumble, he goes on to WrestleMania, he wins the title. That all makes sense, right? I get it. But man, in terms of the build, it's like if Hogan's coming back as the Babe Ruth, the hero, the red and yellow you got to give him a heel, right? You need someone to be like, look, grandpa, I'm going to beat your ass on Sunday, right? And Triple H kind of did some heelish stuff. Like he said some heelish stuff like, hey, I respect you and it's an honor, but I'm not holding back in the ring. So there wasn't this, I mean, there wasn't the heat of, you know, the villain uh, attacking him, beating the shit out of him, calling him old, maybe bigger or physically more imposing or whatever it just it didn't work um in terms of the build and then again i mentioned it before but it just didn't feel like it made a whole hell of a lot of sense that uh you know hogan's getting the title shot and it was vince in the back going i don't care what the fans think uh i'll give it hogan hulk hogan a title shot like okay so uh, again, yes, I know that maybe this wasn't going to be the greatest thing in the world. It was kind of sped up. But man, if you're telling me, hey, we're bringing Hogan back red and yellow, we need a way to do it. I think you'd come up with something better than that. And that's, that's what always frustrates me. man. I'm not saying everything has to be a five-star classic. I'm not saying everything has to be booked incredibly well. Every build has to be incredible, right? I'm not saying that. But gosh, if you gave, you know, a couple of wrestling fans a notebook in five minutes and said, how do we get to Hogan, Triple H, we're filming it here in an hour, uh, jot some stuff down, let's let's get this thing built. I gotta think you could come up with something better, right? Even Triple H coming out and going, look, Hogan, I'm impressed by you. I want the old Hulk Hogan for the title. You know, like anything, right? I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. So just not the best build, um, And not a lot there so
0: and we'll touch on well we'll get there There, there's some thoughts on the match too but we'll actually get to the match so go for it
1: cool so i mean that's all i have let's let's jump into this match uh for those of you that want to watch it with us we're at the two hour and 20 minute mark of backlash 2002 the two hour 20 minute mark of backlash 2002 and we're uh it's triple h coming in the ring he's a challenger already entered and champions entering so let's jump into the payoff
0: oh it's time for the payoff
1: what do you think of hulk hogan not coming out to real american first of all
0: that uh, I actually, I always have liked the uh, Jimi Hendrix Hendrix. So I'm not gonna lie. Well, I, they know. Had, I know, but they had like the
1: knockoff on the uh, on the network. Yeah. They don't have the rights to it. Yeah, so. they don't have the
0: rights to it. And I think that yeah, it's you know, they're both classic for their own reasons. Plain and simple. Yeah, but uh, you know, sometimes nothing wrong with it. So.
1: Um, I wanted, I wanted real American. I don't like it. And we get the fake music and the fake piped in crowd noise. So what that, that already major strike against it. So Hogan and uh, triple H, they're looking at each other. It's, you know, I forget, you know, the, the undisputed that's where you had the old WCW NWA belt. Then you had the WWF WWE championship. And you know, we had the, we had the two championships at this point, which that was terrible.
0: Yeah, you had the undisputed, and then you had the champ yeah, well it's like nowadays too. There's just too many belts. You and I have said that forever. So I Earl had Hebner, out.
1: Yeah, Earl Hebner in the ring. Hogan wearing the Hulk still rules at this point, which I don't know. I mean, I guess to nod that he's older. We're calling him Hollywood Hogan, which he wasn't Hollywood Hogan. Hollywood Hogan wears black and white, so just kind of odd. Odd he, all around.
0: He is he is red wearing the red and yellow. In the weight belt does say Hollywood. Yeah. So that's something else just to kind of
1: No major uh, no major stare down. Again, there's no major heat here. You know, it's not like God Hogan's been chomping at the bits. I mean, it's more of it's two two guys that respect each other and you know, we're gonna have a match. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, and so um, you know, and this is and so this one is a big gripe on this one is, and tri- Triple H looks huge, you know, right now. So, um, he's still a big dude, but he looks pretty jacked for this match right now. Um, so a big ding and what we'll kind of get is just how long this this one's going to go right now. And so, um, I, I you know, and them kind of tying up, it, it goes a little bit over 20 minutes. We know that one. What do you think would have been a, a good like why, why do you think that they decided to go 20 minutes with this one? Like, you know, do you think it was like, it was ever even discussed to cut that time in half? Like, what are your thoughts?
1: I'll I'll tell you why they went 20 minutes because they went 20 minutes in the main event of every uh, main event at this time. And, you know, the reason I, you know, remember that is because, you know, there was a, there was a point where, and I think it was triple H was like, look, the reason Bill Goldberg didn't work in WCW or WWE is because, you know, you have to learn how to work a 20 minute main event if you're the champion. So that was always the expectations. This is the reason, this is why we got to this show. This is what we built towards. It's the main event we have to give them 20 minutes. Now that's obviously changed as time goes on. Now we have four hour pay-per-views, we have networks, we have multiple championships. You can sometimes put the, the short match in the middle or as opposed to the end, or hell, you just end the pay-per-view with you know Goldberg beating Lesnar and you go for that effect. So you know it's just different now, but at the time it was... Yeah, main events go twenty minutes. It's a championship
0: match, and they all well, it and, did this, it. And, and I'm looking at a, a list of. Like some of the main events that were this year Because we talked a little bit about like 2002 just I think b- before we kind of were getting On here recording and just like how Crazy some of the the wrestling was During this year if you go Like looking at some of the pay-per-views here no way Out it was Jericho versus Stone Cold For an undisputed championship Backlash which was um, obviously this One you got Triple H and Hollywood um, Hulk Hogan or however you want to call him Hulk Hogan the uh, next pay-per-view we'll talk About a little bit in the aftermath It's Triple H And Undertaker then you go back to hollywood and undertaker then you got undertaker and triple h so you got to see where the aftermath is going to go on this one but um you know if it's and then you get the undertaker the rock and kurt angle after that so a lot of like the names on this one are kind of crazy for your main events so um i just noticed two hogan's boots have his face on them oh yeah okay. there you go I did not notice that so uh, But I think yeah like to your point like, There was some really good wrestling here and so You know I get the appeal of Hulk Hogan I wonder you know should you know some of these Names have been pushed maybe a little bit different Here like you know it's just one of those things So the the, the test of strength here Happening right now Hogan down on a knee um, Our Triple H Just kind of wrenching uh, Hogan down uh, Holding him down by the hands things like that The classic kind of look and then Hogan Getting up at this point again yeah. When's the last
1: time you saw a test of strength?
0: You know what? That's something like, that would be good for us to like, kind of figure out a list. Of, like what are some of these things that we just don't see anymore? When's the last time you saw an abdominal stretch? Seriously. Atomic like, drop. Like, torture wreck. Like yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Like, like some of these moves, I actually think, you know, th- there's a time and place for some of these things too. Like why aren't, um, you know, other than undertaker, we don't ever see a tombstone either, but uh, you know, yeah, why, why
1: doesn't someone do the torture rack? It's a great move. And you know, it'd be cool is someone that did like the torture rack, but then they also like sometimes hit people with like, they transitioned it into some kind of a slam or whatever. Like, like it'd be cool if Braun Strowman did the uh, torture rack, but then sometimes he like, you know, trans. if they weren't giving up, he could transition it into a power slam. Um, for the one, two, three. By the way, how how awful of a finishing move is uh, Braun Strowman's Power Slam?
0: Yeah, well, that one, and I, and I think back to, like, you know, another movie we don't see uh, very often. It's like, very much, but like, the, the British Bulldog did it the best, but like the, the vertical suplex, like the stalling, like, you know, holding them in the air. Like, you just don't see that very often. And every time you do, though, the whole Hulk, hulking up, oh, there's a huge pop. Like if they're holding somebody up in the air for like, you know, just the, the longest time. So like the, and, and something else too that's rare that we don't see anymore is the uh, the, the ten count turnbuckle slams or like punches. Yeah, it's true. Hey, like when was the I don't even remember the last time we saw it might be at like a house show or something, but you know, and it's happening more there, but it's one of those like you wonder is you know, what is what is Vince allowing and not allowing? You like Triple H better
1: as a uh, face or a
0: heel? Definitely a heel. Yeah, Absolutely uh, a no heel. No question. I think um you know, our corporate Triple H, you know whatever it might be. Um yeah, it's one of those I think that he's just over his career like that's been where his character has been the best. I don't know if like all his time it, it's hard because I think when like his degeneration X time like it, it, was he a heel always he, like yeah. I mean, mo- most of it. Yeah. I would agree. Like he is a heel, but like, he was also like, he was like the stone gold. He was the cheered heel. And so, you know, things like that, he wasn't like the constant, always getting heat heel. And so I think there's something to that too, just kind of like, you know, how he's performing and done with that, that, you know, that's why I kind of hesitate. Like, was he a heel in name? Sure. But like, was he acting like getting like, you know, the pop like he should because of it? No.
1: So this is the first triple H match we've covered.
0: It is yes, he, that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, he was. He's always in, been on the, the. He was in yes. the Rock's debut, but we we have not covered a a one on one Triple H match.
0: Well, and yeah, he's always on the outskirts of whatever we're talking about, be it the Degeneration X or whatever it might be, or you know, the New Age Outlaws joining DX or the Click or things like that. And so, um, so
1: let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Is he underrated or overrated in his career?
0: I think that he's pro- I I think he's probably underrated um because really? I th- I I say that because of how he has um really reinvented himself over the years that he was like, you know, the snooty, like, you know, starting out as like, you know, Hunter Hurst Helmsley and then really growing it, you know, into an authority figure, you know, in the ring when he kind of had that role and now like truly like an authority. Like you know and and kind of running NXT And you know does a little bit and like The stuff he does especially like the behind the scenes Stuff with Triple H like that stuff's always Funny like that's for forever like Lately you know the most recent When you know they kind of swerved Us and thought we thought Triple H was gonna Or Shawn Michaels was gonna fight he was taking his jacket off And then he faked like he was cold like that was just Funny I think that he's got like Comedic talent that we you know a lot of people Forget if you haven't been watching wrestling Since the degeneration X days and the The tank and all those kinds of different things that they are not you know in the you know doing all that type of stuff and so I personally I would say underrated because of like fans and even myself we just don't remember all of the stuff that he's done throughout his career what about you
1: you know it's interesting because I was I was probably gonna hit you with overrated but let me let me tell you what's interesting about Triple H his out of ring stuff, right? Promos and vignettes and, you know, some of the antics of DX, all, all the all this stuff, right? Everything outside of professional wrestling matches. I think he's excellent, right? I love his promos. Okay. I loved obviously the DX stuff. I love the stuff he does now as kind of a executive, but sometimes wrestler. I love it all. Here's my problem with Triple H is his matches, just fall flat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many times where he's had great builds, and I've been in interested in the storylines and then the matches, you know, the Batista match at WrestleMania. Eh, it wasn't that great. His big title match against Orton at WrestleMania, that uh, kind of sucked him and Jericho at this WrestleMania at 18 kind of sucked um, him. Uh, Reigns, that match, man, he won the title and he was the bad guy, won the Rumble and then lost it to Reigns. You know, all of that was great up until the match. Wasn't that great. I mean, the only two guys that I feel, I mean, there's like maybe three guys that brought him, brought out really good matches in him. Sean, a bunch of times. Taker, a couple times. And he's had some good matches with The Rock. But otherwise, man, I just think he's had so many just shit matches. And, you know, even you look at this match, his offense just isn't that great, right? So unless he has a really fantastic dance partner in there to work with, he just doesn't do it for me. So that's why it's weird. It's like Triple H's body of work's incredible. But then you put the matches on and you're like, eh, crowd's sitting on their hands for that one.
0: Well, and I think it's one of those, like he does get a, like over the years, he's gotten a lot of shit for just being on the card to begin with, but then on and top I don't, of and I don't mind that. I just mind the matches. I mean, here you go. I'll, I'll play the sound right now. You hear anything? You They're all sitting
1: there bored. I mean, there's just, it just, it's dead right now.
0: And I think part of it too, is he is always in like constantly getting shredded uh, at least in like Reddit and Twitter. <laughs>
1: Hogan just hit Triple H with a diamond cutter.
0: And the and it was not a great one, but there it was. And the fans didn't do anything. They didn't react Nothing. or anything. Um, but it, his he gets a lot of <laughs> shit for how long his yeah. matches are.
1: And I think the people say they're long because they're plotting. Oh, think about the stuff he's done over in uh, Australia and Saudi Arabia. Those ta- those taker matches, they just they did it never
0: ended. And I think that's part, even like we're seeing it with like this match, it just goes on. Like it cut half of the match. Like, you know, why, like, why, like, why do we need this? And this is one where you do have Hogan, like in his limitations are. He's taking out
1: Hogan's knee. Why? I mean, he's not a bad guy. So why is he doing chop blocks? You know, it just, this doesn't make any sense to me
0: well and and part of this too is you know like watching these guys like are they really like they really matched well? no, like no, no, no. is 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 triple H gonna you know do the work to give Hogan a good match? No.
1: <laughs> well the thing too, but it's like you can't knock Hogan as a worker because he just had a great match against the rock. like the guy still can work matches triple h blade uh, job, I'm assuming. He's, I mean, he's punching him in the forehead. I'm assuming he's about to, maybe he's not going to bleed. I don't know.
0: You never know with Hogan. Yeah. Oh, this is another one too. We don't, we don't see the wrapping, like using the ring posts, kind of hurting the, the leg. Or, or
1: doing the, uh, the figure four on the, uh, on the, the, um, to the outside there on the, yep. uh, on the that's
0: post. You no, know, I remember
1: the first time Bret Hart did that. I'm like, holy shit. That has to hurt. That's crazy. Hey, she's yeah, going think- go work in
0: this knee. I don't like it. Well, and that's, yeah, you've got the heel. And so, and part of it is, you know, is it selling, like, and Hogan just did a bad bump there. It didn't look good, just kind of how slow it was and, um, and kind of dealing with that. But yeah, you know, and so these longer matches that he puts himself in and books himself in, it's like, why? You don't you don't need it. And I would be fine, like, you know, if he doesn't have another mania match or or anything like that, because, you know, part of it is, we and we say it, like, you need to push the other people. You need to give the younger guys, the opportunity, because it's just, you know, it, 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 otherwise we get stuff like this. And I think there's a time and place for, uh you know, it, having these legends and things like that, but it's just, this is, it's not a great match to watch right now. Cause now triple H isn't working the leg over for four or five minutes at this point. Yeah.
1: So how about instead of us describing triple H working over the leg for the next five minutes, since that's where it looks like this one's going, dude, Here's what I came across in my research. It's kind of interesting. And and I guess you could probably play this game of any year in professional wrestling. But listen to 2002, right? The WWF changes to WWE. Brock Lesnar debuts and, you know, he's champion before you know it. Uh, Shawn Michaels would return uh, just in a few months against Triple H. You have Hogan having some matches. Ric Flair's wrestling some matches. The Rock is making the transition to Hollywood, okay? Austin's final couple months, TNA's launching, and then they did their first roster split, the first draft. How's that for, you know, just some of the stuff going on in the business?
0: Which is just, you know... It's just kind of, you know, we look back and this is, I don't know if you'd call this attitude era necessarily, but um, it's kind of right in that time, still working the leg over. I just don't get it. Um,
1: It's not, it's not attitude era. It's not ruthless aggression.
0: No. And it's kind of that weird period. Cause I remember like 2002 is when I was a graduating senior in high school and like kind of getting into, you know, this one, me and the buddies we'd watch and, um, you know, kind of hang out together and do that type of stuff. And in 2002, I remember like that I was, we would all kind of rotate, like who would, you know, host and, um, kind of be at different, you know, where we were going to watch the different events and things like that. And it really wasn't like, you know, stuff like this, it wasn't the greatest time in wrestling, I guess, at least for like having matches like this, you know, maybe not the greatest time, but like some of the match choices were not great. Well, that, that's an interesting point because I'm sitting here going, man, there's some, there's some pretty cool shit happening in
1: 2002. That being said, and you, you rattled off some of the main events. and I know we'll talk more about it later as to like what happened. The wrestling was not great. I mean the the, the yeah. if you look at the roster and we I read, you know, obviously what happened on this show, but dude, you look at this roster, I mean that's why like I sometimes when like and, and look I have plenty of gripes about the current product, but sometimes when you when you gripe about the current product, I'm like, do you understand that like these guys the work rate is like a million times better? Like there was some just awful wrestling for large periods of time, including like around this
0: era. I mean there's you well, know, and there were it was people that weren't wrestlers. Like yeah. if, if you were a giant dude, and like you know had a you know if you were six seven you know six six, and were jacked, you were you could have been hired as a wrestler, yeah. and you may have not had the background or training like you do now. And this goes back to the point you you make a lot of times of just like you know everyone getting trained the same way at the PC. I think that's while. Wow there's something to be said for that because yes, everybody's getting trained the same way. So you see a lot of the same styles. You did at least have different styles back then, but, or back at this time in 2002, but was the wrestling as good? No, probably not.
1: Well, and remember, this is a thin roster and then they did the brand split. So there were like, there was some stuff. And I mean, I look, I wasn't, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I was watching SmackDown on UPN uh, or my network TV, or wherever the hell it was at this time, I certainly wasn't watching SmackDown every week. But like, man, you look at some of those shows. And like, you know, with all due respect to you know Billy and Chuck and some of these, I mean, there were just just shitty wrestlers uh, on at this time.
0: Well, and when your bathroom match is Billy and Chuck, like for this pay-per-view, take on Al Snow and Maven, like that says something. <laughs> like, you know, we really got to take a look at that and evaluate what we're doing when, uh, like that is our bathroom match before this one. So, yeah, just crazy. So now we're probably about good, at least a solid 10 minutes at this point where Triple H has been just working over Hogan's leg. Um, it hasn't really been, there has been very little, I say hard striking offense in this one. I mean, to me, to me, like this type of
1: match doesn't need 20 minutes of Triple H working over Hogan's knee, a sleeper hold coming. What, what this match needs is like get out on the floor, right? I mean, you can do some bells and whistles to, you know, make up for this, but man, this is just a, it's just a bad match.
0: Hogan going to sleep. You don't see a sleeper hold very often either. You see different versions of it. We don't see like a true, you know, behind the back sleeper hold like he's got him in right now.
1: Look how weak that sleeper hold is. Oh, my God.
0: Well, and I think that's part of his Hogan. Oh, and like he's got his arm up. You don't see the uh, uh, the arm, one, two, three of the arm and seeing if they're passed out or not anymore. Yeah, I mean, this
1: is, this is very much a Hulk Hogan, like, 80s match, you know, an 80s baby face match. Yeah. I'm not saying that is a good thing. No. It, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's right. like, I mean, this match
1: looks like it's on, like, Saturday night's main event.
0: And there's the third arm, keeping the arm, you know, just barely. So, yep. Nope. Yeah, of course. So, you know, that's one of those, you know, Hogan h- hulking up. Um. And the fans. Hey, can you, can you give me a little bit of sound here? Are the fans doing much? I, the challenge a little bit of time.
1: Like, the only people making noise are uh, JR. And it's not like Hogan wasn't over, you know what I mean?
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. And that's just one of those things where now, you know, you've had almost 20 minutes of Triple H just working Hogan over. It just hasn't been exciting to see. Like I don't. I guess maybe that's part of it. Is I just don't want to watch somebody beat up and uh, yeah, it's be hard, but I don't want to watch someone beat up an old dude for fifteen minutes. Like, you know, it's kind of like the Taker Brock stuff. Like I, you know, in him uh, Undertaker, I, I, I say, <sighs> him over. "There's the bit one big boot. Yep, that's all it takes, and then a leg drop. Yep." We I mean, have shenanigans with the ref getting pulled out of the ring with Jericho, which, as you remember, Jericho, oh, uh, chair shot to the head on Hogan, messing with you know and the buildup to this, but, yeah. So what's Triple or what's what's
1: Jericho pissed off about?
0: He's trying to help Triple H win. There was just a feud back and forth, yeah, where they were. Um, uh, <laughs> What was it? Let I me mean, refer back to my notes here for everybody. Yeah. Um, he beat, I mean, he, you know, Triple H. Okay, so now Triple H is going to attack Jericho because he's a good guy and he doesn't want Hogan.
1: And what? Why? Uh,
0: the Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle were feuding with Edge, and Hogan helped out Edge. And so uh, after, yeah, and then uh, Triple H fought Angle, and Jericho got involved. Um, yeah, just weird stuff. Hogan attacked Triple H, got taken out by Jericho and Angle, like just just a bunch of, yeah, like I said there was just a lot of weird pieces to this, but none of it was exciting up.
1: now everyone's seen- Stand it up. Missed it. Missed it. Missed the standing up, miss the leg standing up, There Category. One, two. Now Tate is here. Taker hits have there, so I guess they're just trying to set up their summer programs here for the next couple of months. This is, the, and
0: like I said, this is why I think it was a stepping stone, man. Here comes chair,
1: oh, chair, dude! I'm telling you, man, those chair shots to the head, man. I, I hate seeing them now. I mean,
0: well, I, and I, that's they're getting their hand. They both got their hands up a little bit on those ones, but you're still taking a chair shot, plain and simple. Like, let's call it what it is. Um Taker is trying to help hogan win now taker dragging triple h you had his shoulders up and not my favorite not my favorite taker era. short hair
1: kind of biker he's like kind of a heel
0: (laughs) Yep. Just, uh, I have thoughts, but yeah. I mean, they are going thus, man. I
1: mean, that's so that that's why this should have been better, right? Because they obviously wanted to see it. They are going absolutely crazy. So we can talk more about this, but um, let's jump into the aftermath.
0: Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right, Jeff, what would you think? What do you have for us? I'll get into what I think, but we'll start. You look very stressed out. I'm not stressed that we'll get into my score in a little bit. It's just one of those things. So, um, you know, triple H and, and Chris Jericho, they actually continued their feud after this one. Um, Jer- Jericho actually defeating triple H was number one contenders match and his interference again from the undertaker. Um, you know, it, which, you know, this is why it cost him the match. So, um, but it continued with Jericho challenging Hulk Hogan for the title it was a no DQ match. Um and then if any superstar got involved, they'd be suspended. Of course, we had different superstars getting involved. Um, you know, and then you have Mr. McMahon getting involved and Triple H, you know, putting his hands on Mr. McMahon, just you know, weird how this played out. And then, you know, different, all kinds of different people on this one play, you know, hardcore Holly test, Lance storm, Christian, like getting involved to beat down triple H and, um, you know, what it really boiled down to was it was a hell in a cell match at judgment say judgment day, uh, which would be a rematch between triple H and Chris Jericho, um, a WrestleMania rematch actually. And so, um, you had that eventually the feud did between Jer- Jericho and triple H. It ended at judgment day with triple H defeating Jericho in that hell in a cell match. And so, uh, you kind of had that going. Um, and you had, uh, Undertaker after he earlier in this car where we talked about a little bit beat stone cold, uh, the undertaker. And you could see it a little bit with Hogan and undertaker getting into it in this match. Um, the two of them kind of starting a feud a little bit to, um, going back and forth undertaker again, kind of interfering in match, a lot of interference, um, interfering in different, a ton, matches. A ton man. It's, it's,
1: it's just a, it, after a
0: while, it just gets annoying. And it was actually like a week later um, Hogan was having a non-title match with William Regal undertaker was hitting uh, Hogan with his strap. Uh, You know, eventually again, it was at judgment day with Mr. McMahon helping him the undertaker beat Hogan uh, won the championship on this one. Just.
1: Yeah. That was interference in an 11 minute match. Terrible.
0: Yeah. And so it just, you know, how it kind of played out just weird. Um, you know, not, as you can tell, just from hearing me and talking about it, I just wasn't excited about this one, like just not great, but, um, how did the reviews, well, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know? I know just a couple
1: of things. I mean, so, you know, obviously look, as a, as a, as a Hogan mark, I mean, I love him being back. Hell, it's kind of cool seeing him win the championship, but it was just odd, man. Then, you know, he puts over angle at King of the ring. Um, him and Edge would become tag team champions, but they'd lose that at Vengeance. He puts over Brock on the way to SummerSlam, and then he's not even on the SummerSlam card, right? That was the Rock Brock, and then Triple H uh, HBK matches, but nothing on nothing from Hogan there. Um, and Hogan's kind of gone up until WrestleMania 19, when he would uh, beat Vince McMahon in that street fight, which that'd be a fun one to go back and watch. Um and then you know Triple H is again he enters the year as this massive baby face. He's already starting to, you know, make the transition to heel. And then of course he becomes a heel when he turns on HBK. That leads to their series of matches throughout the rest of the year. So just a I mean, again, considering the players, I mean, all these guys we're talking about are freaking all of favors, right? There's just a lot of shit booking. Um, both in terms of matches results storylines interference everything so again it, it, the, the, you, you know you're working with the right talent right there's a, there's enough talent on this uh roster to win a championship at least to have something good going on up at top but man just the booking just blew at this point yeah. so let's let's get into the reviews and then we'll we'll give our payoff scores
0: so I'll start with, we've been kind of adding it to the show recently, the, the uh, PWI and kind of where they ranked for 2002, actually. Um, this was, you had Hogan coming in at number 19 triple H coming in at number 10. So triple H, they both had a lot of matches this year. So I get why they're higher. Um, I wouldn't say it was because of necessarily the quality of, of, you know, work that they were putting out in these ones. It's just not a super exciting about this one. So I'll start with actually kind of a different uh, kind of review that I saw in this one. Um, you know Hogan gets a big pop for the win, but ratings plummeted and Hogan took the blame, which of course more due to the bland split, brand split and bad writing than anything out he did. Of course, this all led to one of the funniest and saddest feuds in recent memory: Hogan versus Undertaker. Anyway, this match was awful, and its only redeeming quality is Triple H's mapped out plan for the first 18 minutes. One star. Um, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Torch on this one. Um, again, they gave it one and a quarter star. Uh, same thing, if Triple H was hoping to have a match against Hogan that outshine Hogan's match with The Rock, he didn't succeed on any level. Hogan's physical limitations prevented that. However, the length of the match hurt also. They were given too much time Triple H probably saw the time allocated For the match as a noble challenge with a Potential big payoff but it backfired Uh, Good use the word payoff The match was long enough to expose Hogan's weaknesses and make Triple H seem Weak by not being able to dispose Of a broken down old man The WWF is banking on Fans suspending their disbelief more Than usual during this brief return To the Hulkamania area Um, Just tough on that one Um, This one too and like I so that one got about eight minutes too long one and a quarter stars uh the wrestling observer of course they this is actually uh in regards to the best match on the poll came in last um It's again, no idea why they went this long. Hogan can't bump, and while he looked tired, he and 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 he looked tired. He looked bad. There was only real heat in the last minute, but the crowd went nuts when Hogan won. Triple H bladed, and with the blood running down his face, he strangely looked like a face painted Ultimate Warrior. Physique, scary, similar. Which I don't agree with that. Like a lot of things are written. Um, his physique didn't even look close to Ultimate Warrior's Ultimate Warrior had that
1: like super chiseled veiny like cut look Triple H has never had that look Triple H has the kind of big bulky steroid look
0: Yeah, Uh, he teased attacking Hogan but after they shook hands they posed together uh, forever once the show went off the air one and a quarter star so both of these so um, not great reviews Tom I'll let you go first yeah
1: um I don't know man i you know th- here's the thing, right is in pro wrestling, you can do a lot of smoke and mirrors that can mask things, okay? I mean, Hulk Hogan, just a month prior to this, had a great match versus the rock. Hulk Hogan had some more really strong matches a year and two years after this, right um HBK, Randy Orton, Vince McMahon. Right. So the idea that like, Oh, Hogan was tired and sucks. I don't believe that what I think, I mean, I I don't disagree in terms of their rankings. I just think it was more of, it was a really, it was a really bad storyline that didn't really make sense. Therefore there was no heat for the match. So it was tough to be like emotionally invested up until you knew the end was coming and you wanted Hogan to win the championship. Oh, and by the way, you know, they just didn't lay it out properly. So if you felt there were limitations, take it to the outside, do a ref bump, throw someone through the table, get some interference. I mean, there's things they could have done earlier in the match. So, uh, you know, I, I agree it sucked. I'm just telling you why it
0: sucked. Cause I think it's different than why they think it sucks.
1: So with the, with that, if, if that makes sense, with that being said uh, you ready for my payoff score.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if it's gonna be lower than mine, but go ahead. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, the only thing saving this is Hulk
1: Hogan's back in the red and yellow and wins a championship after being gone for gosh, I mean, he wrestled at WrestleMania nine, this is WrestleMania 18. So he was gone for like nine years um, so him winning the title is the only thing that saves this. Um, I'll give it a four. Okay. Okay. And my four is based on big pop at the end, Hogan in the red and yellow wins the championship. But it was so, so, so poorly executed. I mean, knowing what happened, any anyone listening to this right now could have come up with something significantly better. Okay. So I'm going to give it a four. It's certainly not terrible. It's not the worst thing you'll ever watch, right? We've seen far worse, but man, it's a four that probably could have been, you know, an eight or something. So that's where I have it. What about
0: you, dude? Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Like it just, I wasn't excited about it. It just, like I said, it did drag on for too long. Um, You know, I only, I give it like two one for each they, this was a match. I think unless they had like botched some things like then you would have you know really kind of given I would have given it a lower score. It's this one, you know, and we do, we do a lot of different matches here because, you know, part of it is, you know, we want to remember these things. And, you know, like you said, like rose colored glasses on some of these things of like, you know, this was, was it better than we had remembered? No, it was probably worse for me Um, because yeah, it's just, it was one of those where I, I, you know, I enjoyed digging into this stuff though, because I didn't remember a lot of this, but it was, like I said, I think the best analogy I have for this was really just kind of like a, you know, it's like a, a stone paver on the way to the next, paver and that was really all it was and um to kind of have that like you said maybe the half a point because you got you know big pop from the crowd and um but uh, the, the build itself I don't think it paid off to anything at least at this juncture it still took some time before we got to the true payoff of all of these guys being involved in matches together so um that's where I can kind of I stand on mine it's, I think that could be my lowest score ever so um, we need to, we don't track all of those, but yeah, I think that's, that's down there for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, uh, it was not as good as I remembered. Not that I remembered it being great and, uh, yeah, just disappointing. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it should have, and could have been far better. So yeah. take us home, dude.
0: Yeah. So as of course, um, you know, triple H, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, he's just at triple H, but right out triple, uh, H, just not three H's so you get triple H, um, Hulk Hogan out there as well, too. He is, um, uh, no matter how you feel about him, people, uh, <laughs> if people have strong opinions on him, but, uh, at Hulk Hogan, you can always find him there. And so, uh, check him out. He's all over social media as well, too. He's pretty active as well. So, um, we got good stuff there. And so, um, you know, exciting. And of course, you know, find us on social media at payoff pod. And that's, um, you know, give us those five stars, spread the word about the show. That's where we want to make sure that you're doing for us. So
1: you um, want to tell everyone what we're covering next week because you haven't told me yet, or are we going to yeah. keep people in
0: suspense? We're going to have to keep people in suspense because we don't know yet. So, okay. Yeah. We, we do not
1: know. I, I we have, we have, ta- we, we have tasked Jeff with coming up with a, Uh, really good WCW match because we've been super WWE heavy lately. So Jeff has been tasked with coming up with a great WCW match. I'm very anxious to see what he comes up with. You should be too. And uh, hopefully at some point before we record, I get to find out what the match is.
0: We will figure it out before then. I promise to let you know before it happens Um, at least a day or so, I'll give you notice, but uh, yeah, we're going to bring you some WCW matches. We can tell you that much at least. So it should be exciting stuff.
1: Yeah. And we've got, we've got some good stuff coming up as we head into summer. We've got some anniversaries we want to hit a couple matches I'm thinking about, but I think we, you know, we'll get the WCW matches in there. Uh, I think we, you know, I think we're due for like a TNA match at some point. Uh, We'll find out what else we can get. So, well, it'll be fun.
0: We can give some love to some, uh, recently released, uh, superstars as well, too, and kind of go back and, you know, find some of those matches as well, too. So that's yeah, and, we're,
1: and we're due for some new guests too. So maybe we'll see if any of them want to come on the show. So good, good summer coming, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll be able yeah. to get out of our houses and we'll uh, be able to watch some wrestling. We'll get some guests on here and Jeff, before you know it, it's going to be our uh, first birthday here at The Payoff. That'll be exciting. Yeah,
0: I know. We're going to have to do something exciting for that because that'll be a good time. So, yes, absolutely. We're looking forward to that just as much as hopefully everybody else is too.
1: All right. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on The Payoff.